You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 754. Number two is uh, track your metrics. So for me, it's really important to uh, stay organized and understand, you know, when you're going through the, your day-to-day working life in the wholesale business, you know, what's working and what's not working. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Rhinos? This is Lauren Hardy, and you are listening to Wholesaling Inc., If this is your first time listening, welcome. This is the number one podcast in wholesaling real estate. And I've got an amazing episode with Trevor Cotta. He is amazing. He hasn't even been in the business that long and he's had incredible success. And he's coming on this episode to teach you guys three key learning lessons that he learned in his first deal and just getting started. And I think you guys are going to be able to take these lessons and it's going to help you when you're getting started. So Trevor, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lauren. What up, Rhino Tribe? Great to be here. We're excited to have you. Have you now question, were you listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast before you ever got started? Uh, absolutely. You know, I think everyone starts with the uh, YouTube University, trying to maybe try things out a little bit on their own. But one thing I've found, and I'll talk about this probably a little bit later with those key lessons, is just flooding your your mental space with as much content about what you're trying to learn or do. And Wholesaling Inc., I followed a few different podcasts. And by far, you know, when you put out five podcasts a week, it's really hard not to just continue to dive in further and further. So it was a huge step forward for me when I, when I picked up the podcast. Hey, that's probably why you had such incredible success in a short amount of time. I've got to say that not all new wholesalers do as well as you've done in like two months. So maybe it is that you're consistent, you know, listening and just putting it in your brain has, you know, been the reason why you've done so well. So how does it feel, you know, to be now on a podcast that you used to listen to all the time? Yeah, we talked about this before. I've never actually been on a podcast, so it's just quite a new experience for me. But it's it's a little bit surreal, almost like imposter syndrome, because I've heard of all these high level people and like their stories and this, you know, everything that they're doing. And for me, some I'm still kind of feeling like maybe I'm not there yet. But uh, you know, I think coming into this is like it's just kind of it's a little bit of a dream come true, just because it's given me so much. I'm just excited to give something back. Well, you know, I I know what you mean. It's like the imposter syndrome. That's what they call that. But you honestly have so much value to give because when you're new, you're still very in it. Or when you're newer, like say your first, like say one to two years in the business, you're still very much in it. You remember what it was like to be new. And there are probably 10,000 people that are going to listen to this episode that are newer. And Mm -hmm. they need that affirmation, you know, and they need to feel like, oh, you know what? Same. I feel that that guy feels me, you know? So there is definitely like something to that. So we love having you. um, And I really, I I really want to get into your experience. So Trevor, let's get a little background. Tell me about you. Where do you live? What's your family life like? Tell us why you got into real estate. 
Yeah. So it's actually, I haven't been in wholesaling very long. And to be honest, it was not something I set out to do, you know, even six months ago, I live in the San Francisco Bay area. So I'm in California. It's crazy expensive here. And I knew there was no way I was going to be able to wholesale in my own backyard or invest in real estate even, but you know, I've got the bug a few years ago, you know, I think everybody read rich dad, poor dad, and you kind of start to dive into those books. And I learned early on that this was a fantastic investment vehicle for like future growth and future wealth and really kind of setting myself up for financial freedom. And so I actually got into rental properties first. I work at a tech company. We do really well. And so I was able to actually buy a couple of properties in the last year, just with some money that I'd save for my W-2. But I'm pretty aggressive in terms of my goal setting. And so I'd set some targets for myself, you know, two, three, four years out that I knew that there's no way my W-2 is going to be able to fund that portfolio the way that I would like to grow it. And so, you know, for me, it was, well, it's not okay, I have to wait until they give me money. It's how do I go make more money? How do I find another way to do this, scale this portfolio without having to wait for somebody else to pay me for you know, my day-to-day job? Uh, and that's really where I stumbled into wholesaling. You know, I bought a property at the beginning of, you know, it was in January or February, and I was out of money. I didn't have the, the money to go buy another property like I wanted to. And so I said, you know, what's the best way to do that? You know, wholesaling is so obvious. You find cheap deals and you can fund them yourselves and you can keep them as rentals if, you know, you get to that point. But for me, it just made a lot of sense to, to, uh, for a side hustle to scale some cash and start to invest further into real estate. I love wholesaling as like the ultimate side hustle. I think there is nothing better than having a full-time job that you do well and you, you know, you've got your benefits, you've got your salary, but then you start wholesaling as a side hustle I feel like there's not enough content out there that promotes that model, like that lifestyle model. It's always like, go full time, you know, just wholesale full time. And that's all you do. But like, yeah, leave your W2. Like, no, why, why can't you have both? You can. I mean, what's wrong with making more money? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Funny story. So, I mean, you know, everyone gets bit by the bug and you hear all these people who move in, leave the W2 and try and go full time. I actually went back and did the math for myself. I was like, okay, if I was going to replace my W2 salary with the stock options and the benefits and the 401k and everything else that comes with it, how many deals would I need to be closing? And I would need a team. Like it's, it's not really to be like, oh, I make a ton of money. It's just, you know, I live in the Bay area and you know, we get paid a little bit more here. And so to actually scale this up to replace my W2, isn't necessarily something that I'm ready to take on at this point. It's really just for me, I'm able to commit, you know, eight to 10 hours a week to this and still pull in, you know, solid pipelines, solid deals and, you know, be consistent. It's not going to be a, you know, 10 deals a month kind of thing. But my goal really isn't that right now. So it fits my lifestyle the way it is right now. Well, and if you did the deals that you've done so far, even one deal every two months is awesome for eight to 10 hours extra a week. I mean, what would you guys, what if like I told you, you can make an extra $5,000 a month with eight hours a week? You know, that's a lot for some people. And honestly, you can make more, it looks like, you know, but that's life changing money to make $5,000 extra or $10,000 extra a month. That changes lives. So it's, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. So you got started in March of 2021. And at the time of filming, it is July 2021, just FYI, guys. So you got started in March. You got your education. Tell me about that step. 
Yeah, I mean, so taking one step back from sign- before signing up with Wholesaling Inc., you know, I kind of had, I was wrestling with this idea of, can I even wholesale it? Am I good at, you know, cold calling? Can I actually do that? I think a lot of us have some fear in our heads about, I've never done this before. People are going to yell at me. I'm not sure I could do it. Uh, but I actually went to um, a Tony Robbins coaching event. And part of that was challenging limiting beliefs. And that's during that session that we had during that se- that event. I learned, I was like, you know what? The worst that's going to happen is someone hangs up the phone on me, right? And that's, honestly, that's not that difficult. You know, I think, Lauren, you talk about it all the time, you know, giving advice to your younger self. I would care a lot less what other people think, right? Because you're out here trying to make a name and trying to grow yourself. And so you don't need to worry about what everyone thinks. So from there, I actually said, okay, I'm all in. And the other thing that they taught me was, you know, when you're trying to master a skill, go get a coach. Don't try and figure it out yourself. Read a thousand books. It's going to take you five times as long. It may cost you a little bit of money, but you'll make that back tenfold in half the time or a quarter of the time. So I immediately said, well, I've already been listening to Wholesaling Inc., set up a consultation. And they immediately said, yeah, Lauren's your girl. You got to go talk to her. So the, the coaching was great. The walking through all the modules, very short, very easy to consume. I, you know, I would do probably two or three modules a night and I was, you know, trying to get as much done as I could. And then come like April 1st, I was ready to go and, and just kind of taking, as they say, imperfect action. Yeah. <laughs> I was making mistakes left, right, and center. But, you know, as long as I knew as long as I was going forward, that's all that mattered. Yeah, totally, totally. And you're in San Francisco. So I know they, you know, you've, decided to go with my program because I'm all the virtual. I coach the virtual coaching program here at Wholesaling Inc. And I actually live uh, in Southern California. So he's in Northern. I'm in Southern. Hardest real estate market ever. It is so hard to do deals where we live. Wholesaling is very, very tough in this market. To give you context, I mean, it would be the same as like Seattle or Miami or New York or New Jersey. Um, Most of my students come from all the coastal markets. And yeah, it's like, you. I'm so glad you didn't waste any time trying to make San Francisco work. And you just went straight for like, I'm going to go virtual in a, in a territory that's less expensive. Yeah. And I'd always told myself, you know, I think a lot of that also came from the good coaching I got up front. So when you talk to a wholesaling, somebody at wholesaling originally, they ask you about your circumstances, where you are, look what you're looking to do. And so the person I spoke with gave me a lot of good advice. He's like, Hey, you can make it work. Just know it's going to take longer. It's going to be more difficult. And then Lauren, you said that too, when we were, when we jumped on our first call together was, you know, there's the elephant hunters and the squirrel hunters and both can make it work. It's just how thick of skin do you have to make it work? Right. And so, you know, I, I was trying to find somewhere in that happy medium and, you know, thankfully I found your program and, you know, it's been pretty successful since. Yeah. And you found a market that's a little bit more like that hybrid. I don't know what animal I would call this. It's not quite an elephant. It's not as big as an elephant, not as small as a squirrel. Like what is another animal that people hunt? (laughs) That is, sorry. There's a lot Uh, in between there. (laughs) If anybody from PETA is listening to this, um, it's just an analogy. Okay. But you're, you're a little, you're in the middle. It's, it's not too expensive. Not San Francisco. We talked about that on the coaching calls a lot too. Is you know even in some of those hotter markets where it's maybe not super expensive, but it's just such a hot market that you have hundreds or thousands of people already wholesaling there. That trying to find these these metros or these these areas that are maybe an hour or two outside of that main hub, there's actually a lot of gold to be had there because people just aren't focusing that far out. 
And so when you're able to think a little bit further outside the box, you're actually able to expand your territory and it becomes a little bit easier. People become a little bit nicer. So a lot of value to be had there. Right. But you have to be able to close these deals on the phone. You're not going to seller meetings, you know, two hours away from your house. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So walk us through your first deal. You closed your first deal recently in June. You've got your pipeline lined up right now. Walk us through the first deal. What did that look like? Yeah, this is a this is a funny one. I mean, it was kind of interesting. I didn't really know if we had something backing up when I was going through early or March timeframe. I was going through the trainings and I happened to be in the area of where I was wholesaling. I had traveled out there for, you know, an other business. And so I decided to take a little bit of a drive around just to kind of see the neighborhoods and understand a little bit more. You know, I haven't really been back much since at all, but you know, I just happened to be kind of in the area. And I did a little bit of driving for dollars and, and kind of wrote down a few addresses. And so the house that I actually uh, called on and got contacted to was somebody on that list, but they told me no. And then I'd hit them up again via another uh, campaign. It was a high equity absentee owner campaign. My parameters on PropStream are you know, 15 years of ownership, 100% equity absentee owners who work really well in my market. And uh, same name popped up on the list, gave them another call. And gave him an offer and said, you know, it's not really what we want, but you know, we'll see. But you know, in talking to the guy, I found out he's a his older gentleman lives way away from where the property is. He's retired. He wanted to buy a new trailer, and so he needed some cash to go buy the new trailer. And so every time I talked to him, I was just asking about, you know, how's the trailer hunting going? You know, are you able to find what you need? So we continue to, to keep in touch. After a while, he started to, to go a little dark on me. And so I was able to get a hold of his wife, whose name was also on the uh, kind of the skip trace list that I had. And she said, oh, you know, he's just doesn't really, he's not great at technology. We meant to get back to you, jump back on the phone. And we were able to get pretty close on numbers. And, um, you know, I was calling my JV uh, the whole time, just saying, you know, I think we're close. I think we're close. And finally he said, you know what, if you can make, if you can make 180 work, let, let's go ahead and do it. And I knew that our MAO or max allowable offer was 185. So I was, I said, okay, I think we'll at least get five grand out of this thing. And so it was, I mean, it was a, it was a great experience to get a contract coming in. You actually see it signed. It was crazy, but the real, you know, adventure happened on the dispo side. So one of my key lessons, by the way, is find a rockstar JV. I have a rockstar JV where I wholesale and he put it out to his buyers list. And we got, you know, first came back at 190 and we're cheering and it came back at 195. And then one of his, one of his wholesaler people that he works with had another buyer lined up all the way out at 215. So now this deal that I thought I was going to make five grand on now has a $35,000 spread on it. And sure enough, everything came through. And so, you know, after, you know, paying everybody out for JV splits and finders fees, I think my net was about 21.5. That's amazing. So your first deal, you net 21, but the total wholesale fee was $35,000. You partnered with someone as a joint venture. That's what we mean by JV guys, joint venture partner. He found somebody to find the buyer. So the total fee was 35,000, but Trevor took home 21 first deal in two months of doing the business. Not bad. (laughs) Well, the the other thing I'll say, like, you know, I want to give credit where credit is due. I was calling my my JV partner left and right. How do I do this? Is this the right number? You know, super great mentor. And so I, I can't say enough about him. This deal wouldn't have gotten done without him. And, you know, I was happy for all the splits that we had because, you know, it was really a team effort. 
Absolutely, you guys. Don't be afraid to share some of your profit with a joint venture partner because like, what is it? What do they say? A hundred percent of no deal is... What is that saying? I always mess this it's, thing up. Uh, it's better than... Or no, no, no. No, 50% of a deal is better than 100% of no deal. There we go. That, I, that I couldn't think of it either. <laughs> that was terrible. Sorry, guys. I really need to get that quote like memorized in my brain because I do this every time I try to say that quote. Uh, but no, you're, a funny note about your JV partner. So he's actually... He did a podcast episode. His name's Matt Arnez, Matthew Arnez. Look for his podcast episode with me such a good guy. When he came into my program, he asked me this question. It was the first, like it was our welcome call. We always do a welcome call. It's just me and, you know, my new student. And I, I get an idea of like what your situation is. And like, you know, if I can provide any value that pushes the needle just in that call, that's my goal. And so Matt asks me, you know, I did get offered this job opportunity with this really like well-known flipper in the area. And I think with taking this job at opportunity, like, yeah, I'm not going to make, I'm going to make like a salary. I'm not going to make as much money, but like, I'll gain a lot of experience, you know, or I'm going to take your program and, you know, I, I'm not going to make any money, you know, but maybe I'll close some wholesale deals, you know, and then I'll end up making more money. So he asked me, you know, what should I do? Like, should I take this full-time job and try to do this like on the side or should I go full-time? And I remember like, I was like, this is like a big life decision. Like I, I feel really <laughs> I'm like, you are literally like- Nice to meet you. I know, yeah. I was like, like, I feel like your life is in my hands. And like, what if I tell him to do the wrong thing? And, you know, I don't know him very well. Like, you know, I don't know if he's going to take what I say seriously. But then when I got to know him, I learned, like, I heard his hustle. I was, I can always tell when I talk to people who's going to do it, like who's going to close deals and be really successful and who's going to maybe struggle a little bit more. And he just had it. I mean, he was a go-getter, mm -hmm. super go-giver too. Like he loved like talking, getting information, giving information. I just knew like he'd figure it out. So I told him not to take the job. And then I like, I lost a little bit of sleep that night. I'm not going to lie. I was like, did I just like tell someone like to do the wrong thing? But then, oh my God, I'm so happy. Cause he like joked. He's like, like, don't you remember when we were talking later, like after he's closed several deals and killing it, like, don't you remember? Like I almost took that job, but you told me not to. Well, also you can think about the, the ripple effects of him helping me. And, you know, I might not have found him as a JV and might have struggled for a lot longer. So, I mean, like, and you're right, he, he helps everybody. Yep. So, I mean, you think about like all the, uh, all the good you've done just by <laughs> giving that relatively risky advice. I really appreciated that because people, you know, when you're first joining, you're kind of scared to ask questions. But after, you know, first few calls, I was like, I'm not going to get anything out of this unless I start to ask. Uh, and so now I've even started to, you know, help other people too, just with what I know, uh, because I've found that, you know, there's always somebody ahead of you and always somebody behind you. And so it's, it's important to look up and strive for where they are, but also help everyone up behind you as well. Yeah, no, I, I love it. The more you guys share and the more you talk, the more friends you make in this business and you help each other out, like the better you're going to do, like 10 heads are better than one. So be a go-giver, you know, listen to the abundance mindset, you know, that you have, try to ignore the scarcity. We all have the scarcity mindset from time to time. It's totally normal to feel that way that's just like human evolution. Like we wouldn't survive if we didn't have that tendency, I think is right. Yeah. But in business, like you really got to try to shut that down. So um, definitely Matthew Arnez is an example of that. You are as well. I try to be the best I can. 
So that's awesome. You had some learning lessons and I think you said you had some three, what did you call them? Three key themes. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily know. I know that when I was going to be on the podcast, that so many people have provided so much to me that I wanted to at least so that it'd be a tad bit organized around like what I could, you know, at least impart. So I, I was telling Lauren a little bit about this before the podcast started, but you know, really there's three, three main things and I've touched on some of them already. Like number one, if you're going virtual, even if you're not virtual, find a rock star joint venture partner or JV partner, right? They're not going to be just somebody who's going to help dispo a deal. They're going to be a mentor. They're going to be able to rely on. I've found like when, you know, I, I'm trying to analyze a deal and I just can't find a good comp. They're always there to help out. And, you know, okay, this is what I think you could offer. This is what I think we could move it for. So number one, find that, that person and spend the time to do it. Like not the first person you call, make sure you call as many as you can to find the best one. Number two is uh, track your metrics. So for me, it's really important to uh, stay organized and understand, you know, when you're going through the, your day-to-day working life in the wholesale business, you know, what's working and what's not working. And you can't really take adjustments or make adjustments if you don't really know what you're doing. And so what I do is I track, you know, minutes I prospect each day, the number of texts that I send because of my primary marketing channel, the number of leads that I create, the number of sellers I speak to, number of offers I give, appointments I set, contracts I sign, and deals closed. And for, you know, three minutes of filtering your podio to figure out what you added each day and what you updated, I tell you, once you get to the three month mark and you can look backwards, like now I'm, I was able to, to set my goals for the next quarter based on all the numbers I had. I knew that like for my first deal, it was about 8,000 texts to get that deal. Well, okay. If I want to do three deals, then I need to do 24,000 texts, 24,000 texts divided by the number of weeks in a quarter. Like I need to do this many a week. So it really helped me plan things out strategically and track where I was going at, you know, one step at a time and see the progress. And then the last one was commit to it. Uh, I think this is one thing that a lot of people struggle with is the first person yells at you and you hang up the phones. I can't do this anymore. Right. For me, I told myself, no matter how painful it is or how uncomfortable it is, I'm going to do this for at least three months. And at that point, I'll take a step back and say, okay, is this working? Did I really give it my all? And because I tracked all my metrics, I could see that I, yeah, I met my commitments in terms of time and, you know, text I was going to send and everything. But that's what I was also able to close a deal in that time. So the other thing I would say when you make that commitment, the one tool that I use to help me stay committed was things like Wholesaling Inc., the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I think you should flood your media with anything related to what you want to do. So start following all the big wholesalers on Instagram. So when you get bored and open your Instagram, half the time you're seeing wholesalers. It's going to focus you back into wholesaling. You know, download four books on Audible if you're an auditory learner about wholesaling or real estate. Follow all the podcasts. Like whatever you're going to, wherever you consume media, if you're a book person or whatever, just go spend the money or click the follow button so that, you know, no matter where you default to when you're bored or not thinking, it's still someplace that's in line with where your goal is. That is such good advice. I actually heard that Instagram thing as well from another influencer once on a podcast. You know, you can like, I think you can make them like either your close friends or something where like their posts come up, like every time they post. Oh, See it more on your feed. There's a button for that. So whoever you guys just could dig into your Instagram and figure that out. But I think you can make it where they're like either a close friend. And so that way you always see their posts. So I need to look into that. Yeah. It's a good tool. That's, yeah. That's a really, that's really, really good advice. And you mentioned you went to the Tony Robbins seminar. Was that the unleash the power within one? Was that good? Yeah. So 
It was, I mean, I think it would be better in person, but I went to the virtual one in March and it was, it was really good. So I got it as part of my, I have another coaching, like a, a life and performance coach through the Tony Rosen coaching Institute, or I think that's what it's called. And part of that, you get a ticket to UPW or unleash the power within. And it's not for everybody. And sometimes you feel a little weird, but yeah. there are a lot of really, like really good exercises and things that you do at those events that for me, it was just, it was totally worth it. Just the one distinction of you can do wholesaling for me, hands down worth all the money that I paid for it. So yeah, it was great. I I've actually thought of doing it because I've heard great things. A lot of high level people have gone through that um, seminar. And I, I totally believe in like flooding your mind with like thoughts of this is going to happen. I'm going to do it. Visualizing that you're doing it in the future. Um, I've been reading a lot of Joe Dispenza books. I don't know if you've ever dipped into his stuff. He has some really good books. If you guys want to, um, you can even look up his podcast at first to get familiar with his work. Um, but he uses science to back these theories. So a lot of these theories people say are woo woo, you know, the Tony Robbins stuff or the, the secret or that idea of like thinking and your thoughts actually changing your energy and changing your reality by your mind, by your thoughts. And um, Joe Dispenza actually like proves it using science and he brings um, his newest book. He actually has a lot of scientific studies of how, how they've proved some of these facts. So look up Joe Dispenza books, anyone who's listening. They're pretty Yeah. Good. I'm going to go check them out right after this. Yeah. They're good. The recommendation. There's some good pod. He's been on some good podcasts. So I know like some people aren't into the meditation stuff. You know, if you're open to it, I think, you know, a lot of people... People that I wouldn't normally think in my life would ever be into this, believe it because he uses science and he uses, he has a lot of supporting evidence in his books that support these claims. And so that's gotten a, a whole different following that normally wouldn't follow this type of thing. You should get him on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. It'd be fun. Oh yeah. If he would talk to me, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, man, that guy's busy. His seminars are like sold out way ahead of time. Now this guy is like, he's oh, so, wow. he's very, very popular. Thank you so much for coming prepared and bringing the three key themes. I really appreciate that. And I know that the listeners appreciate it. Trevor, we talked a lot about giving back. If there's anybody that say wanted to reach out, are you on any, um, what are your social handles? If you want to drop your IG or Facebook or anything? Could yeah. I mean, best way to probably get a hold of me is just Instagram. So it's Trevor underscore Kata and that's C O T T A with my last name. Easiest way to just send me a DM. Um, I'll respond to anybody that reaches out. I'm happy to help anybody. Everyone's been so helpful to me in this industry. It's the least I could do. Oh, amazing. Amazing. All right, guys, Trevor gave you full permission to slide into his DMS. If you have any questions and if you guys are listening and you are interested in a coaching program, one spe specifically made for virtual investors, check out my virtual coaching program that Trevor's in. It's www.virtualinvestingmastery.com. If you guys apply there, our team will reach back out and they will tell you everything you need to know about the coaching program. And Trevor, thanks so much for coming today. I think you gave a lot in this episode and I'm, I'm really rooting for you. I'm so excited to see what you do in the future. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.